0: We had four games today after just one off day. It is here. I am joined by Alex Curry. Flipping Bats is going to be here pretty much every single night throughout the postseason. We'll have a couple off nights, but for the most part, Alex, we're going to be here breaking down all the games live right after the last out is recorded of the night. And today, we had all four wildcard series going, uh, and we got quite the... Quite the drama out on the field a lot of times. We
1: did. And this is the happiest time of year. The playoffs have officially started day one in the books. This is what it's all about, guys. This is what this is what you play the game for. And we're going to take it series or game by game, starting with the one that just ended. Yeah, the one that just should ended. We just, should we just dive right in? Yeah. Marlins at Phillies and Phillies take game one at home.
0: Yeah. Phillies end up winning four to one in that ball game. Look, Zach Wheeler dominated. And I feel like this is why I've been very high on the Phillies lately. And I do think it's going to come down to a clash between the Braves. And obviously they need Mm -hmm. to get through the Marlins. But my big thing was if they can get Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola pitching how they did last year. Yeah. That'll be huge for them. Well, Zach Wheeler was absolutely dominant tonight. He looked awesome. That's exactly what they needed. And uh, yeah, ends up going six and two thirds. uh, Comes out after giving up one run late in the ball game. But uh, just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal outing for Zach Wheeler. And it's exactly what the Phillies needed.
1: It did. And it also helped that the offense struck early. They struck first. And then they were able to hold on throughout the entire game. I mean, it wasn't. Kind of I guess what we are used to with Phillies that we saw in the postseason, like a lot of big home runs. This was this was small ball RBIs getting the ball in play and just getting guys in.
0: They did it all without a home run. Yeah they didn't hit a single home run the night. And they were interviewing Nick Castellanos on the field after the game. And it was all it just all came rushing back to me, Alex. Dancing on my own, was playing in the stands. Castellanos was just looking around, like emotional and the vibes yeah. were hitting him, and he was like this is October, mm-hmm. and uh, this is this is what we do in October. And it just it was so cool. It was great to see. I the, the vibes there in Philly are so good. They're great, uh, but like you said, offense did enough. Yep. Um, and Wheeler dominated on the mound, and that was all it really took for them. Craig Kimbrell did did come in at the end of the game. Uh, by the way, yeah. Hey, not enough people are talking about the Craig Kimbrell turnaround season. He hasn't been good for a couple of years. Yeah, hasn't been great. For a few years, obviously one of the greats with the Braves uh, wasn't so great with the Dodgers last year. Fantastic season. I mean, he's done a great job comes in tonight, does a great job, gets the save in the first game of the playoffs.
1: And that's what we've seen with a lot of the, a lot of these big time players. Sometimes you just need a change of scenery. Sometimes you just need the right fit. And I don't see how Philly is not a right fit for any player that fully just immerses themselves in that fan base, in that environment. As you mentioned, you just saw Nick Castellanos just in the post-game interview, just really taking it in. And when you're there, it's hard not to feel the Phillies fans as like another player on the field. And I think it's a huge advantage that all these games, if it goes to three or if the Phillies win tomorrow, that's it, are all happening in Philly because that's, it's... (laughs) Explain this right here. If you're you're watching, there is a photo of uh, Nick Castellanos giving his ring finger.
0: Gladly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hits a ball. Gets a hit earlier in the game uh, tonight. And yeah, does the celebration. Everybody thought it was a middle finger, but Uh it wasn't. It's just the ring finger up in the air to the dugout. And yeah, the man just, I don't know what it is, but I think it's...
1: I mean, your brother did the Philly hello
0: Well, that was a middle finger. Last
1: postseason. I know, but that's why it would have been very on brand if it was. Side note. Yep.
0: Do you call it flicking off or flipping off? Flipping off. Flipping off? Yeah, I'm
1: going to flip you off. Flipping pads is flipping you off. You flick?
0: I think I disagree. I think I say flicking off. I do. I definitely do.
1: Flip someone off? No, I say flip. No, you flick them off. No, I think it's flip? flip. Why is it Flick. Oh my gosh. Fine. You know, like a little flick. I know, but it could be like, it's a flip too. Like, there you go. Gotcha. I see
0: both ways. I just didn't know. I I, I didn't know. I think it's a flip. We were talking about it earlier.
1: All right. Well, let's get to the biggest takeaway of this game. What was it for you?
0: Yeah. So, um, my big takeaway from this game is that the Marlins are completely overmatched by the Phillies. And not just in this, not just this game. And it's not to say the Marlins can't come out and win tomorrow. But this series is what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a team that could compete for a World Series against a team that is grateful to have gotten in the playoffs in a year that maybe they thought they were a borderline playoff team. And shout out to them and everything they've done this year. Great season for the Marlins. And again, season's not over, right? Best two out of three series. They yeah. lose the first one. It's not all doomsday. But what I've seen and, and my big takeaway from today is Marlins are completely overmatched by the Phillies and not even in the same conversation um, with them when it comes to talent on the field.
1: And their next game is Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. But yeah, it just Phillies feel like the complete team here.
0: Yeah. Yep. So they play tomorrow night. Uh, Again, good time to to mention all of these series Mm -hmm. are best of three. And every single game is at the home stadium of the higher seat. So all games in Philly, all games in Milwaukee, all games in Minnesota, and all games in Tampa Bay.
1: Back to your flip or flick. This is flicking. Like you flick something. That's a flick. You can. This flip. is a flip. Just, it just, just came back to me. Okay, now <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> that's our tangent of the night. But I think you can. I want to know what most people okay, think. Well, we'll take a poll. Flick or flip. Do you flick or do you flip somebody off? I think flick, flip. I'm not going to do the finger, but you can do the finger. I know it's okay. We'll get to that in a little later. But flick let's get. You off. I'm let's gonna get, flip
0: you. Okay, let's. Let's get
1: on. to the next game because the D backs came out with a huge six three win over the Brewers tonight.
0: Yeah, how about those snakes? By the way, mm-hmm. predicted them to win this series coming out strong on the road against the brew crew winners, six to three in the game. Um, by the way, yeah, one, well, we'll talk about him in a second, but Evan Longoria absolutely yeah. turned back the, clock, oh, the yeah. clock tonight. He was great. Uh, Brandon Fott was good enough on the mound. Kind of a weird line, uh, really weird line, two I, and two thirds struck out four, <laughs> gave up a few runs threw a lot of pitches in that time. But you know what? He was good enough because his team won the ball game. Yeah, uh, The final line was two and two thirds, seven hits, three earned, one walk and four strikeouts. So uh, you don't have, look, this game was vital for the, the D-backs. Obviously it's a best of three. It's vital for yeah. everybody, but you got to win this one. What? If you're the Brewers,
1: especially you're, the Brewers came out early, had the early lead. And then the D-backs decided to just put on a home run clinic.
0: Well, yeah. Absolutely. But you have to win this one if you're the Brewers because you have you have Brandon Thought on the mound and yeah. Zach Gallon going tomorrow. So you have to win game one because the the D backs with how their season finished up weren't able to line up their rotation. Mm-mm. The Brewers were able to line up their rotation. So now the D backs aren't able to get Zach Gallon out on the mound until game two, and he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. In a best of three series, you have to take game one at yeah. home if you're the Brewers, knowing one of the best pitchers in baseball. And really, the Diamond, Diamondbacks had a couple good pitches this year Zach Allen and, and Merrill Kelly. Mm-hmm. You had to take the game that they weren't pitching. Yeah. And now you're going to get their two best pitchers going. Now your backs are really against the wall. Uh, D backs feel great about winning this one. Uh, Zach Allen on the mound tomorrow. Uh, like I mentioned, Alex, Evan Longoria really kind of saved this game for for the D-backs. Yeah, he did. Uh, the, the turning point of the game was bases loaded in the fifth inning, hard hit laser down the line. Um, well, close, you know, to the third base side. Longoria yeah. jumps, Snagged dives, it. makes a play that like snow cones at the end of his glove. Really, really good play. Doubles off Willie Adamas at second base. There was one out. Diving play doubles off the guy at second to end the inning. It was a four, three ball game at the time would have at least been four, four, perhaps five, four brewers at that point. Yeah. Uh, And then he did it again later. He got a hit. He made another great play
1: later in the game. Uh, Evan Longoria turning back the clock. He did. And then someone who we got to shine a light on him, your MVP CC Corbin Carroll getting it started with a two-run home run, the youngest D-back to home run in a playoff game. I love the guy. And didn't the D-backs tweet?
0: I'm glad you mentioned. Tweet your MVP CC,
1: which has been a goal of yours from the start of the season.
0: I have been on a mission. I know. All year long. Not necessarily for this to gain traction. I just, from like the first week of the year, started calling Corbin Carroll MVP CC. Mm -hmm. And then I started adding... When I learned that there's a trademark like emoji, yeah. started adding it, MVPCC and everything. And then at one point in the year, I tweeted to the Diamondbacks and said, "At some point this year, you gotta say it. Yeah. Just say the letters. Just do it. Just do it." <laughs> and it was like, I think it was two nights ago, they they commented under something and said hashtag MVPCC. I quote tweeted it. I was so happy. People were tagging me that it was said. Mission accomplished. So shout out to the Arizona Diamondbacks for coming through. There it is. MVPCC, baby. Good for the D-backs. Good for Corbin Carroll homering yeah. in his first ever postseason game. Youngest D-back, as you mentioned, youngest D-back to Homer in mm-hmm. the postseason. Uh, love the kid. He was wreaking havoc on the bases tonight. He Walked, was. um, Got thrown out trying to steal a base, but that's just what...
1: It's okay. Aggressive. When I... He was being aggressive and that's what you want to see. That's
0: why I predicted the Diamondbacks to win this series is because they just, they're young enough and athletic enough to just wreak havoc on the bases. Yeah. Right. And sometimes it's not going to work. Sometimes it's going to look ugly. Sometimes they're going to say, why would they do that? And that happened a couple of times tonight. They had a guy try and steal third with run with, with one out. And you're like, what, what are they doing? Well, I'll tell you what they're doing. They don't have all of these superstars on offense. They don't have the best pitching in the world. What they do have is a lot of speed Uh and a lot of young talent. That's not afraid in the playoffs. And that's how they're going to win games. They're going to get on base. They're going to nickel and dime you. If you have a Corbin Burns on the mound, they're just going to try and work their walks. And then they're going to try and steal bases on you. Sometimes it's going to work. Sometimes not. But tonight they walk away with a six three victory, and uh, yeah, huge performance from Evan Longoria and Corbin Carroll tonight.
1: Largest postseason comeback win in franchise history is what I was just told. You know, I
0: one thing that you, this is—they trailed three 0 yeah. They won six three. Let's the D backs are one of the newest teams in, in yeah. baseball. The history is not that deep.
1: Hey, but history's history, and you got to start somewhere. Well said. Thank you.
0: Well said, up. Now, Alex. what's your
1: biggest takeaway from this game?
0: Biggest takeaway from this game. I told y'all <laughs> to watch out for the snakes. <laughs>
1: no, you didn't. <laughs> watch out for them, baby. What was that? Do it again. Get a close up. What is this? You know, is it official? Is it like, is that a real thing? Or is this like an MVP CC uh, I've been doing on it all the, year. on the Corbin Carroll bandwagon, the D-backs bandwagon you've been on all season, the driver of the bus. I've been on This it is, all is just year. another, this is mascot. Okay. Now Ben's mascot as well. I love it.
0: Keep it going. What do you, do you not like it? No, I'm into it. Great. i proud of you. I've been doing it all year. I feel like when I talk about them. I don't
1: remember them. seeing the Bam Bam
0: I've definitely done it. Okay. A plethora of times. All right. Cornucopia of times.
1: <laughs> nice vocab in there. You know, it's- Way to throw it at what?
0: The, to be a little caveat to okay. the, uh-huh. the celebration oh, for wow, the D-backs. The tonight. The, the Brewers, they, they've they been called, they're known as the Average Joes now. That's what they've been getting called. Ah. So it's all like-
1: We're going to dodgeball here?
0: Well, if you think re- about it. We're referencing
1: the movie Dodgeball. But I've been
0: doing this all year long. But the Globo yeah. Gym, you know, yeah. the- now, now you get the series all combined, and you got Globo Jim against Average Joe's. We all uh-huh. know how it turns out, though. So we'll see. Yeah. So uh, I, my I takeaway: that. I told y'all, watch out for the snakes. It's a sixteen. Uh, they creeped in. Mm-hmm. They actually crawled in. They might. They were going backwards <laughs> when they got in. Got swept four in a row to end the year. Yeah. But this team is young. They're exciting. They wreak havoc on the bases, and they're good enough to win this series. And now. They're really in the driver's seat with their best pitchers ready to go.
1: It's going to be fun to watch all of these. Like there were some really big moments. So let's move on to our next game. Blue Jays at Twins and the Twins, you guys, after 18 straight losses, the Twins finally win their first playoff game since 2004.
0: Can you, can you believe that? They've lost no. 18 straight playoff games.
1: That has, is that like one of the worst playoff streaks in sports? Oh, yeah.
0: Is it the worst? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 18 straight games. That's crazy. Not series. Nope. Series. Series. Not, it's games. Wow. 6,937 days later, crazy. the curse is broken. October 5th, 2004. And October 3rd, 2023, last time they won, Johan Santana was on the mound. Wow. And tonight, tonight's starter, Pablo Lopez, showed up to the stadium with a Johan Santana jersey on. It was always meant to be.
1: Wait, what? Chills. I just got chills when you said that.
0: Uh, It was great. Pablo Lopez threw well. Uh, This is,
1: This was their big trade, too, that they they got for Luis Arise. They wanted to build the top of the rotation. Yeah. And he showed up in their first playoff game.
0: I um I do have the twins winning this series, and mm-hmm. a big part of that is their pitching. Yeah. Pablo Lopez, Joe Ryan, Sonny Gray. They've been really good all year long. Pablo Lopez tonight, five and two thirds, one earned run, punched out three guys. Friend of the pod, by the way, love me love some that. Pablo Lopez. Didn't know guy didn't know whether he wanted to be a doctor or a pitcher, and now he's out here in the postseason getting the Twins their first win uh, since 2004 on the mound. Really good for him. Uh, did you know his story, by the way? His whole family's doctors, and they were pretty disappointed when he didn't become a doctor. That's he's crazy gone on to be a major league pitcher. Yeah,
1: he's pretty. He's done pretty well for himself.
0: Doing well for himself. You know
1: who else did well for himself tonight? Who? Oh, he was the offense. He was the man of the night, Royce Lewis. Home run machine.
0: Another friend of the pod. Yeah. Wow. The flippin' bats podluck got the Minnesota Twins their first win. <laughs> Go ahead, in take 18 it, take years. it. Sure. Okay. Wow. Two for three for Royce Lewis. <laughs> what about two homers, me? three RBIs, and his first two postseason at bats of his career, he hits the two-run homer down the left field line, very next to bat, comes up. Hits a ball to the opposite field. Mm -hmm. And to be quite honest with you, I didn't know Royce Lewis had this pop. I knew he had pop. Yeah. But he had a ball to right center field that hit off the facing of the upper deck. I mean, that's big boy territory. Yeah. That is impressive. Royce Lewis dominated this game. He was the offense. Uh, Final score of this game, 3-1. Royce Lewis drives in all three runs, two bombs, three RBIs, walked in there. Uh, really good.
1: What a season for him too. Between the Grand Slams, just coming back and then having this performance in his first postseason is pretty impressive. Yeah. To show up on the biggest stage. Okay, what was your biggest takeaway from this game? Well, we
0: got to talk about the Carlos Correa play. Oh, okay. Alex. Let's go to that. Because Carlos Correa, I've been saying it all year long. hmm Twins get in the playoffs. I know Carlos Correa hasn't had the best year of his career. Think? He's struggled. But when the calendar turns to October, the man turns into a different baseball player. And today the play that he made out there was one of the most heads up plays that I have seen on a baseball field in a long, long time. I get the situation was a little different. We're talking about a wild card game, but to me, yeah, this is in the same category as the the Derek Jeter play, the flip to home against the Yankees against the. Um, I mean, I could a's. say the same. Oh, wow. The game here's here's the tweet. I didn't even know this was a tweet that we had, but this apparently is about to be the same comparison. I just have to say, the game-changing play Correa made today was reminiscent of Jeter's iconic play versus Oakland. Yep, given where he was when the play started, the difficulty of the play and the game situation is just one of the best plays I've seen a shortstop make. Ever.
1: I mean, the speed that he had just to get to that ball after it was missed is. Yeah. So for insane. those, for
0: those listening that uh, didn't see the play or can't see the play, um, if you're, if you're watching, um basically, as a slow roller to the third baseman guy comes in, tries to make a do or die play mm-hmm. and didn't make it, so the ball's just dr- dribbling out to the the third baseman. Mm. Correa was shifted over as far as the shortstop can possibly yeah. be with these new rules, so he's standing like back behind second base, nowhere close, so envision the ball just literally. And dribbling into the dirt still. where the third baseman would be standing. Correa was standing still over at second base sprints over, makes a barehanded play, throws out the runner at home who was running from third to home. I believe it was, yeah, it was Boba Bichette, mm-hmm. And it was, it really was. It was one of the best plays I've ever seen a shortstop make in with, with it being a moment. Yeah. And you, know? you can
1: tell like Bo did not think he was going to get thrown out. And then once he realizes what happens, Hits the ground as hard yeah. as he can. Like that was, that was impressive yeah. play of the game.
0: Carlos Correa, one of the best plays you'll see a shortstop make. One, one of the most heads up yeah. thinking plays you'll ever see a shortstop make. That was, uh, that was really good.
1: Okay, now back to the biggest takeaway from the game.
0: My biggest takeaway from this game is the Blue Jays offense let let them down again. Yeah, they've been doing it all year, and I, I, it really. Confuses me a lot at times because the offense should be so good. They have
1: heavy hitters in this lineup.
0: Yeah. Bobashev, Vladdy Jr., uh George. Vladdy was Springer. a home run derby
1: winner. Like we know what he can do.
0: Right. And I've been saying this all year as well. The Blue Jays offense needs Vladdy Jr. to be one of the best players in baseball. Yeah. He was he was a good baseball player this year. They don't they can't have Vladdy being a good baseball player. He needs to be one of the elite players in the game of baseball. It just, I don't know. This team turned out, this team that I believed so much in, I don't want to keep calling back. Like I've been saying it all year and it's something I'm right about. Look, I was wrong about the Blue Jays winning the AL East. And I said that because I believed in their pitching and I believe their offense would be one of the best in baseball. But the pitching held up, even with whatever the hell happened to Alec Manoa. Good Lord. Heartbreaking. But, But the hitting just didn't. The hitting never, the the hitting never really took off to the point that I thought it could be this year. And now we're seeing that be the same case in, in October. Uh, They left nine guys on base today, losing three, one, that ain't going to cut it. Mm -mm. So my big takeaway today. Yeah. I could have had a lot of takeaways about Royce Lewis is going to be a problem in October. The the twins are good. No, to me, takeaway today, the blue Jays offense has just continually let them down this season and game one of the playoffs. It did it again.
1: Yeah. Three ones in reach. And there was opportunities and they just could not capitalize on any of those opportunities. A lot of left
0: guys on base. That's a lot. Nine of them.
1: That's a lot. All right. Well, finally, the first game of the day, Texas Rangers at Tampa Bay. Rangers picking this one up for nothing. But I mean, it was the Rays just horrible defense i think that helped texas win this one this
0: was this is this was probably my most my highly anticipated wild card series right yeah. like this one is a matchup of in my opinion two teams that could do a lot of damage in the playoffs they were um, two of
1: the best teams for like half of the season
0: right yeah and and the rays Ray's obviously winning almost a hundred games. The Rangers being in, the Rangers were in first place in the AL West for like hundred and fifty days this season.
1: Top two offense in yeah. the league, top three in almost all the categories. So I was
0: really excited about this series. All games are going to be down there in Tampa. Uh, Jordan Montgomery on the mound for it was Jordan Montgomery against Tyler Glass now. Yeah, and Jordan uh, Jordan Montgomery outdueled him. He was fantastic. Lights out. Seven innings pitched, five strikeouts, six hits. Zero earned runs, zero walks. Mm -hmm. One of the more underrated uh, pickups, pickups at the trade deadline. We all want to talk about, you know, Max Scherzer to the Rangers. He's ended up being hurt. Justin to the Astros was a big one. A lot of big pitcher movement, uh, some big offensive pieces moved, but kind of really under the radar. Jordan Montgomery. Yeah. Moving to the Rangers, getting the game one start the in the playoffs. Cardinals,
1: yeah. And especially with all of the I mean, the Rangers pitching bad luck that they've had. Both of their aces that they got went down with injuries this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're a Rangers fan, Alex, and I I were to tell you, "Yeah, game one of the playoffs is today and uh, Jordan Montgomery's on the mound." What's what? your reaction?
1: What? <laughs> How? Why? <laughs> exactly. What happened?
0: Um, and the, why despite injuries being one of the reasons why the, why is because the man can go out and give you seven innings with zero earned runs was hopping off the mound, looking like, looking like. Greg Maddox winning gold gloves out there, making diving plays. The guy was phenomenal. Offense did enough. Tyler Glass now on the other end. One Mm -hmm. of the best pitchers in the game of baseball, in my opinion, can throw 100 miles an hour. One of the best curveballs in baseball. Looks like Cillian Murphy. The guy's a stud. We all know that. (laughs) But not a great outing. Five innings pitched, six hits, three earned, eight Ks, five walks. Yeah. Five walks walks. And then you pair that Alex with what you you mentioned off the top. 4 errors. 4 errors, which is the most in a postseason game in the history mm-hmm. of the Tampa Bay Rays. You pair 4 errors with 5 walks. Yeah.
1: That's add how, all that up. That's, that's, how that's, a lot of
0: free bases.
1: that's how they won the game.
0: That's how they won the game. A lot of free bases out there. The Rays are the first team to have at least 3 errors in a playoff game since the Yankees in game 4 of the 2019 ALCS. A lot of errors. Yeah. Offense did enough for the Rays. Again, we saw this with the Phillies. Phillies, Rangers, two offenses that can hit the ball out of the yard as well, if not better than everybody, but not today. And Mm -hmm. they didn't need that. Mm -hmm. Manufactured some runs, got some guys on bases, whether it be via the, the single, whether it be via the error, whether it be via the walk. Yeah. But they got guys on base, got them over, got them in. They did enough, end up winning the ball game. Four nothing.
1: Yeah. I would say Tampa lost themselves this game. Yeah. Costly late errors. Yes. That got runs in.
0: But I do not want that to take away from Jordan Montgomery. No, no, no,
1: no, That does not take away from what Jordan Montgomery did on the mound. He was lights out. He was everything and more that this Rangers team needed in game one. He understood the assignment and he showed up. The
0: Rays were, the Rays were just bad. They were yeah. disappointing. It I just was, looked weird. I was disappointed in the team. I was disappointed in the performance. I was disappointed
1: in the fans. The body language, too, of all the players was just off too. Like it was a play would happen. It was just like, there was no, there's supposed to be like an added energy, an added like it factor to a playoff game. Well, the crowd and it didn't just, bring it either. Say
0: it. The crowd didn't bring it either. That's because that no
1: one was there.
0: 19,000 people for a playoff game. All these other games are packed. I think
1: they said it was like the least crowded game since 1919.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. I, that's. I, I, look. It's bad. I get, I, look, it, it's a Tuesday. It was a day game. But look at all the other games. They were all packed. We've been saying this about the Trop all year long. Uh, the trop's not a great place to watch a baseball game. Fans deserve more credit down there. But this is a playoff game, man. Like, you got to get there. <sighs>
1: shouldn't Take this your also ass out of work, kind of, get your kids out of school, and go to a playoff game. But shouldn't this also be kind of a red flag for the Tampa Bay Rays, who are now looking to build a new stadium, not in Tampa Bay and still in St. Pete, and when you have a playoff game, you still can't fill the stadium in St. Pete? Feels like a red flag to me.
0: Yeah. You, Big red you flag. You know I agree. Yeah. Um, Tampa but yeah, Bay should you, be playing the, in Tampa Bay.
1: From the very first
0: inning, uh just kinda Yanni Diaz made that error over at first base and he just kinda looked like I he, told you like, the body language. Yeah. No. It was I'm, just off. They I'm just all with you. looked at Let fell me agree with off. you. Oh, thank you. Let me agree with you. Okay. Body language <laughs> Body language wasn't great. Alex made a good point. Everybody, shout out Alex. Great point made by her. Um but yeah, for the rest of the game, it just kinda felt like the tone. Like, all right, our guys are making errors. That was it. Um it just did. You're right. It didn't feel like a playoff game there mm-hmm. in Tampa. The one place it didn't feel like it and uh, errors, most errors for the franchise in history. in That's the postseason. You're not going to win a lot of games like that. And they didn't win game one.
1: No biggest takeaway from this game.
0: Biggest takeaway from this game. Ray's bats were silent and the defense was abysmal. Yeah. And you're not going to win a lot of baseball Duh. games when the bats are silent. Defense is abysmal. Shout out, Ben, for the good word and abysmal.
1: You're just dropping all the vocab today. You feeling good about yourself?
0: I, I, I <laughs> yeah. abysmal, plethora, cornucopia. I know.
1: I'm like, go, <laughs> go for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So at the end of every day, we're gonna give our top three players of the day. So starting wild card day one at number three. MVP CC.
0: That's right. Corbin Carroll, number three for me. The home run in his postseason debut. Got on base a few times. Drove in a couple runs. Youngest player in Diamondbacks history mm. to homer in the postseason. How about those snakes, baby? Corbin Carroll is the reason they're here. They're not here without him. Mm-mm. I love the guy. Two-time flipping Bats guest this year.
1: Yeah. On the red carpet my, with his whole family.
0: On the red carpet with his whole family. Love his dad. Love his mother. Yeah, you his, look like all, you could be related. Uh, Corbin Carroll, number three on my list.
1: All right, number two, the man on the mound for the Rangers, getting it done, Jordan Montgomery.
0: Yeah, this one, seven innings pitched, zero earned runs, punched out five guys, didn't walk anybody. I mean, you you want to point, we can talk about the Rays' defense, we did talk about the Rays' defense, mm-hmm. but they weren't able to hit because of how good Jordan Montgomery was. Didn't walk a single guy. wasn't giving out free passes. Punched out five of them and went seven innings with a team that their Achilles' heel is the is the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Going seven innings is huge. It was huge. Shortening that game so that you don't need you you don't need nine outs from the bullpen. You don't need twelve outs from the bullpen. You needed
1: six. Yeah, Ideal. Get your
0: starter through seven. Bullpen needs six outs. They went Chapman. They went LeClerc. Luckily, they got good Chapman. It feels like it's a toss-up these days. Are you yep. going to get a Chapman that can throw strikes? Or are you going to get Heraldis Chapman that hits the mascot behind the backstop? You don't know. Tonight <laughs> they got the good one.
1: They got good. He was throwing everything too. LeClerc
0: was good. This was a perfect night for the perfect night for the Rangers. Yeah. Take game one. And now they're going to look to take the, the series t- tomorrow.
1: All right. And number one, the home run machine. Royce Lewis.
0: Yeah. Best day in baseball. Royce yes. Lewis homered in his first two at-bats. First two postseason at-bats of his career. Two-run homer to left. Opposite field tank off the upper deck. Two for two. Two homers to start your career. Mm-hmm. Three three RBIs. They win the game 3-1. He was the offense. He was. He was every bit of that offense. And that's the other day when we stood up on that stage and I picked the twins yeah. to win the series. I said, look. They've been without Correa and without Royce Lewis for 10 days. Yeah, They're going to have to be back because a lot of their offense comes from them. Well, specifically Royce Lewis, their offense has been coming from him. They need him. Uh, they can pitch well enough to beat the Blue Jays. They need to be able to have their guys on offense in there. Royce Lewis was back and immediately showed. Um, I, I, I'm just so happy for the guy. He's been dealing yeah. with so many injuries since his career started. So many weird freak injuries. He was one of the original guests of Flipping Bats. The first year, like one of the first cool. couple guests. And he was just going through his, uh, his ACL recovery and everything. Like it was a freak accident. And he just like, he had shown all the tools. And then mm-hmm. he comes back, shows, wow, this guy really, he had all that hype for a reason. Gets hurt again. And to see him in the playoffs and healthy makes my heart happy. Yeah. And that's why he's number one. He well, was the offense.
1: And then he had Carlos Correa with the defensive play of the game. Both the two stars that needed to show up for this team got the job done.
0: Yep. Absolutely. I will say Alex, huh. good day for my bracket.
1: Oh shoot. How did good I do? Good day for my bracket. I, I got
0: the D-backs advancing. I got the Phillies advancing. I got the twins advancing. And I oh, do. Oh, I thought you were talking about
1: the draft. No. Ah, I'm like, which one are we doing? I, mm, what did I have? And I, I have the Rays advances, I had so that was my, advancing. I have Brewers advancing. Okay, one loss. Phillies. That's the one that you have. Okay. Otherwise we'll kind of we will same.
0: update the right. our draft throughout, because we both drafted teams. I know you I know you had the after Phillies. after each
1: series? No, probably
0: tomorrow. Tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. Okay. That's fair. Um, but yeah, good day for my bracket. Good day for my bracket. Feel uh-huh. good about that? Haters are gonna be hating.
1: I mean I don't know what? if I like haters I gonna hate?
0: No, I don't like it. Okay. Just came to my mind. But you, you saw people. It's
1: time to wrap it up. Fine,
0: it's time. (laughs) It's late. We recorded. We record late here on the West Coast Uh because, well, games just ended. We're gonna get these out earlier. Pretty much, just (laughs) no. It's a late night episode. It's nine o'clock almost. Okay. Uh, Games just ended. We're gonna be doing this most every night throughout the playoffs until the alcs and world series in which we will then be on the road doing shows from the field post game talking to players all that but tomorrow night we will be right back here right around the same time the second the last game ends maybe not the second a few minutes after the last game ends we will be going live recording an episode and then it will be posted every single morning right after you wake up listen to the episode uh but this october is going to be Uh, a lot of fun. So thank you all for listening. Day one of the postseason is in the books. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, including YouTube, where you can watch every single thing we do at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. But day one of the postseason is in the books. Day two tomorrow, we'll do it all again, four games again tomorrow. All of them could possibly end. Everybody could be moving on or we could be getting some game three. So until then, everybody, Peace.